Okay, everybody. I have something really cool to tell you about. If you haven't heard yet about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain here. It's free. There are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will uh, distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, and more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one single place. Now, the way that you can do this is you got to download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm. And then you can get started. It's really fun. We just switched over recently here at All Too Real 2, and I'm enjoying it so far. So be sure to check it out and uh, let us know what you think. Okay, everybody, welcome to the latest episode of All Too Real 2. My name is Michael E. Collin II, and with me, as always, is my co-host, Matthew Haas. Um, how you doing today, Matt? I'm doing all right. That's good. Um, so, we watched a movie. Yep, I did. Yes, um, taking a break from direct-to-video sequels here. And uh, we decided to venture into the uh, insanity that is the asylum. Mm-hmm. See what I did there? Mm-hmm. See, see the, the insanity? Yeah, it was, it was, it was yeah. like a... It works both ways, so it's Yes, cool. yeah. <laughs> Watch Airspeed. Oh, no, sorry. No, 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 no. Fast and the Fierce. Yeah. The 2017 film. <clears throat> yep. One Which of their has no cars whatsoever in the entire movie. I'm like not yeah. even in between scenes. There's I mean, no there's hard, hardly any cars. Yeah, I mean, I think I saw some cars in the background of things, but um, yeah. Even though the the cover actually ha- shows a car underneath, and then a plane flying above the car, yep. and the car is like right out front and center. Mm-hmm. So you're thinking maybe there's some weird chase scene at one point where the car is. Yeah. Driving away from the plane or whatever. Nope, nothing like that. I mean, do you think that they, by the name The Fast and the Fierce, that they were uh, trying to uh, mimic some other, you know, motion picture of some sort or a franchise of some sort? Or No, it was just coincidence. Oh, okay. No. Because it was basically the plot of speed, but in the air. Yes. And it was called air speed at first. Yes. And then they changed it, so. Because they realized that they could cash in on The Fate of the Furious, which... Uh, came out right around the same time as this movie i mean speed is like over 20 years old so 
It'd be one thing if they did that yeah. right in like 1994, whenever it came out. Mm-hmm. They called it Airspeed or whatever. But yeah, and people might think it's a sequel or but something. Now that's not really a good thing to kind of. I mean, I will say this movie is probably actually better than Speed Two. <laughs> yeah. Which we should cover for this, even though it's I, not a direct video. It's been sequel. a long time since I don't even, don't even remember the plot of yeah, that. Yeah, Speed one. Two. They're on a cruise ship. Okay. Just think about the title of this. <laughs> Speed, yeah, speed. Okay, and then cruise. Yeah. Oh, we get it because Tom. No, not Tom no, Cruise. No. But, uh, when, 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 I mean, basically, a cruise ship kind of goes pretty slow. Right. Get it? Yeah. But wasn't Tom Cruise in the first one, or is that someone else? Keanu, no, that no, was Keanu. Keanu, Reeves, that's right, Keanu. Keanu. Keanu, and he wasn't in the second. Which is one. a much better person than Tom Cruise, anyways. But, oh yeah, so. tons better person. Yeah. You know, he's he cares about people and mm-hmm. doesn't jump on couches and um. Yeah. Don't of. jump on couches. That's the worst thing you can do. Yes, that's not, the worst thing that not, Tom not brainwashing like. your wife into a cult and and then you know make you know making it as part of her divorce agreement that she's not even allowed to talk about the alleged cult. cult. Sorry, alleged cult. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry, guys. We gotta play it safe here. You yeah. know, fucking brainwashing and stupid little computer things, mm-hmm. measuring your heartbeats or whatever they do i don't know but um thetans they yeah thetans satans more like it. yeah you know the and, found yeah. yeah i just uh <laughs> i just listened to uh the last two parts of a five-parter on behind the bastards about uh l ron hubbard mm. that was fun yeah yeah i'm sure it was yeah mediocre uh, science fiction writer yep. um <clears throat> l ron hubbard that's all you'll be remembered for <laughs> yep anyway anyways um, um so back to uh Go go ahead. Well, I was gonna say, did you know that like, Keanu Reeves is he plays like a bit part in a new new Netflix movie? Uh, no, it's this movie that came out recently. It's got it's a Netflix movie. It's got um, I think her name is Ali Wong. Yeah. Um, and the the guy from Fresh Off the Boat, the guy who plays the dad, I think. From oh, Fresh Randall Off, Park. I think it was him. Yeah. Um, it's basically like about them, like kind of like they grew up together as kids or whatever. It's kind of like a sort of yeah. love story. Oh, okay. But he he plays like a bit part and it's hilarious. Actually, oh wow! Because he's only in it for like five. Minutes. Did you watch it? Was, I watched most of it. Oh, yeah, okay. but it's, I'll have to it's check that out. Um, I was I actually I can't remember the name of the movie, but it's on my list of. Uh, it's things. called yeah. Always Be My Maybe. Oh yeah, that's it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh. Here's some free advertising for Always yeah. Be My Maybe and um, Speed 2. Yeah, Scient- <laughs> yeah, Speed 2. And um, Scientology. Yeah, we're promoting. Yeah, we're promoting everything here. Sure. Yes. Mountain Dew. Yep. You know what What I suggest? Going on a cruise ship. <laughs> watch um, Always Be My Maybe. And Speed 2. And Speed 2 while practicing Scientology. And drinking Mountain Dew. And drinking Mountain Dew. Okay. Throwback Mountain Dew with the real sugar. Yeah. Yeah, it's got real sugar and it's real good. Yeah, and it's got a little hillbilly on the cover <laughs> with moonshine. Yes, that's not like just really bad. Like, well, Mountain Dew used to be a term for moonshine. Oh, okay. That's where the whole thing came from, and it actually they used to mix this with moonshine, so it would cut the oh, wow. alcohol in it and stuff. That's what that's where Mountain Dew originally came from. Wow. And then it just became a you know soft drink for extreme sports. <laughs> Extreme. Yeah. I'm a skateboarder and a, and a snowboarder, and I drink my Mountain Dew. Real sugar. Real good. Rise and Mountain grind, Dew. folks. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Pop-tarts as well. All right. Well, yeah. I think we're good. Yeah, okay. Anyway, so we got everything sponsored now. <laughs> yeah. So uh, give us our money. Give it to us. Yes. All right. Okay, so back to the fast and the fierce. 
the um the best movie I watched in the last hour. Yeah. Yes. Bar none. Yes. yes. Definitely. Yep. Within the last hour, which the movie was an hour and twenty six minutes. Yes. And we we had multiple stops in between. Yeah. To talk about stuff, but but we didn't watch any other movies in the last hour. No. So this is definitely the best movie I watched tonight. Yeah. Yes. Makes sense. Mm-hmm. So uh, basically, the plot here is that when a terrorist plant. When, when, when terrorists, I mean, when, not a terrorist plant, because that'd be a great movie, but a terrorist plant, that'd be, I mean, I don't know if it would be like a plant, like where they make things, or like a plant, like, you know, it'd be like, like, uh, you know, Audrey 2 from uh, Little Shop of Horrors ends mm-hmm. up becoming a terrorist. That'd be, oh, wow. Mm-hmm. I think we just wrote a movie, Matt. Terrorist plant. Yep. Okay. So, um, <laughs> when terrorists plant a bomb on a commercial flight... The passengers aboard the plane must fight to keep the plane in the air and at and um all the passengers alive. The bomb is rigged to detonate whenever the plane dips below eight hundred feet. Dun 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 Or go above fifteen hundred feet. Yes. I, I remember that line too. Yeah. Which it's academic, whatever. Yeah. So um this movie's pretty useful. It's about as useful as um, a, a pogo stick in quicksand. Yep. Yep. That's Which is my favorite line in the whole movie. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> it's about useful. <laughs> that guy. Adrian. Okay, so this movie stars Adrian Paul, who uh, people may know from the Highlander um, TV series from the uh, 90s or whenever that was, and uh, a couple of the Highlander movies, including the, the best movie with the name Endgame. Highlander Endgame. Yep. Yep. That's way better than the one that came out like a month ago or whatever. Or, yeah. or whenever this airs. Could have been, you know, five years ago by the time this airs. Who knows? Well, um, no, I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> Hope not. Because <laughs> we're talking about Always always Be My Baby, which... <laughs> it might be off Netflix by then. So yeah, so who knows? <laughs> Sorry, guys. <laughs> Still love Yali Wong and not Randall Park and yeah, so uh, Keanu Reeves. I think it was. I'm not sure, but I, I'm pretty sure it was Randall okay. Park. Yeah. Um, he, so. Um, so yeah, um, Dominic Swain is also in this movie, who you may know from uh, Lolita with uh, Jeremy Irons and um, Face Off, where she plays uh, John Travolta. Mm-hmm. Speaking of Scientology, um, mm-hmm. his uh, daughter. <laughs> movie we need to cover someday is battlefield earth oh god man yeah i saw that when it came out wow did you see it in theaters no oh, okay good no I, didn't <laughs> see it in no I saw it when it came i don't out. even know if i've ever watched it all the way through so i'm not sure i just remember there being really bad like uh like tilted angles and shit like camera wise like cantered angles and the whole freaking movie yeah, i don't i just remember john travolta's messed up makeup and shit yeah and all that. oh man oh, boy yeah it's supposed to be part of a big epic of uh of, of films i don't know why we're talking so much about scientology here well but, um, that movie yeah. was supposed to be based off of like like a like a story of Scientology. yeah and it was supposed it? to be like this huge uh huge uh books that he ended up writing in the the uh the second book in this series or something, the second or third, is actually longer than all three of the Lord of the Rings books put together. 
okay. So he was prolific. I'll give him that. Um, well, he you know, like the, just string a bunch of words. Yeah, I know. Anyway. He's the most published author in history. Hey, great. Yeah. Um, so speaking of authors, uh, the writer of this uh, movie was um, Jacob Cooney, Bill Hanstock. They wrote the story. So they watched Speed and decided, hey, let's put it on a plane. <laughs> Anyways, um, <laughs> and uh, the screenplay was by uh, Scotty Mullen, not Cullen, just like making sure that yeah. I'm not related to him. Anyways, um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, The Asylum, you know, in case you don't know, and this is your first time with any kind of encounter with The Asylum and you watched this movie to listen to our wonderful podcast here, um are known for their mockbuster films and mockbusters are movies that are made to cash in on um blockbuster films so you know they're they're known for uh transmorphers and uh, snakes <laughs> on a train the day the earth stopped speaking of keanu reeves and um and so what was another one uh they did recently oh avengers avengers grim yeah yeah it's got nothing to do with like superheroes at all no. like well, kind of, they they kind of turn the fairy tale characters into into superheroes. Oh, okay. Yeah, and they also had uh, one that was kind of a sequel to that too, called uh, Sinister Squad, which was a takeoff on Suicide <laughs> Squad, and the the cover looks exactly like the Suicide Squad cover and everything. And they got the new Aladdin one. What was it called? The Legends of Aladdin or, or like the Adventures that? of Aladdin? Sorry, yeah, that yeah. came out around the same time as the Will Smith Aladdin movie. Yeah, yeah. Guy Ritchie directed movie. Yeah. Um. Anyways, the uh. So yeah, we we've got a. Uh, Dominic Swain here as a bad girl. You know, the movie starts out, uh, we've got this guy named Benji, played by... Uh, Not the dog. No. Sorry. That have made the movie more it interesting. It would have been. If, 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 if this uh, computer genius was a dog. Just a dog sitting there at a coffee bar. Who was married to a really attractive woman. Yes. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> that would be really bizarre movie. <laughs> and then somehow we work in the uh, terrorist plant. Yeah, somehow, <laughs> yeah, the terrorist plant somehow gets worked. I think this would have been a more enjoyable movie been. than the one we watched. Benji, the computer hacker, whiz or whatever. Yeah, and then he's got a terrorist plant. Somehow that gets stolen. <laughs> and he gets put on the plane and starts terrorizing everyone. So we just walking in with a fern under the plane, yes. and it's, it's a terrorist. <laughs> yeah. This is just my plant. It's not, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my god. Um. So, <laughs> yeah, Benji, uh, who's a computer genius sort of guy, he's played by uh, Zach uh, Steffi, or Steffi, Steffi, S T E F F E Y. Um. He uh. He's in a in like a coffee shop. Gets approached by Dominic Swain's Juliet, who is uh. Basically a terrorist, um, trying to uh, tries to convince him that uh, she first has to borrow his phone, and uh, then she basically steals his phone and uh, uses this as a ploy to then tell him that you know they need this Genesis Seven code, which that he he helped create. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, uh, his wife, who is currently on a plane, is going to die. He had just had a fight with his wife on um, on a. Uh, phone call over their laptop or something from the plane yeah so I'm, I'm still trying to wrap my head around some of the weird stuff so how did they know that he didn't go on the plane 
with like if they're banking on him going with his wife and not having a fight, then the whole thing would have been. Well, I think they said at one point in the movie that their plan originally was to uh, to approach them at the hotel. Okay, and at All their right. on their honeymoon. Okay, but uh, you know he stayed back to work on some shit. Yeah, and he uh, missed his own honeymoon. yeah missed his own honeymoon, which I don't get for three whole fucking days. Yeah, whatever. Which is other also also interesting that he just gives up his phone. Like I I never met anyone who's did, like to a stranger like yeah sure you can just use my phone like what no, like yeah. I never ever heard of that but I mean I have done that but you're a rarity though yeah you're like a shooting star you're a rare gem I'm a unicorn of divine mystery did yes. I just quote the high scripture anyway sorry. You, yeah yeah you might have <laughs> I was like wait <laughs> I'm in a weird mood and today. I'm calling myself a unicorn. Yeah. So. <laughs> I like Divine Gem better. If you want to l- learn more about the Baha'i faith, <laughs> go to www.baha'i.org. We're just promoting everything. Yeah, let's just promote everything. Promote everything today. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. B-A-H-A-I.org. Yes, so, and that's O-R-G. Yeah, O-R-G. Not not like org, like... I don't know yeah. how else you'd spell org. Whatever, so... But yeah, anyways, um, happened, yeah. so... Uh, <laughs> so, uh, speaking of orgs, um, I bet you these people in the movie have organs... And I don't know what the fuck that well, was. Yeah, man. That was a really weird transition, they have wasn't organs. it? I mean, I don't know. Um, well, well, some of them have organs. Not all of them anymore. Yeah, they're just playing them. There's a plant playing an organ. Oh my god! <laughs> I'm writing this movie, man. We're gonna make this movie. The terrorist plant. Yes, that'll be the name of the movie. <clears throat> get, get your TP. Right. No, that's the dumb thing. I was trying to think of a whatever. Mm-hmm. We'll think about it later. Um, yeah. We got focused focus on... Get it, you know, you can, you can kill the plant eventually with, like, Roundup or something. I yes. don't know what the... <laughs> right. We need to focus. So, we need to focus. Focus on, on this great movie. Yes. Um, <laughs> so, so um, yeah, uh, Benji's wife, Donna, played by Mimi Davila, D-A-V-I-L-A. Is that how you pronounce that, you think? I'm not sure. Davila. Anyways... All I know is she was probably one of the most attractive people in this film, at least. And, um, yeah, she she's on the plane. What happens next, Matt? <clears throat> they have that argument over the phone, and then uh, she's, like, kind of pissed off. And then uh, she, this woman is having, like, a issue because of turbulence. And then so she offers to take her place so she, cause she, so she doesn't have to sit, like, next to the window or whatever. Yeah. So she goes to sit back there, and then she's sitting across the across the aisle from this this guy, who's then like, "Hey, do you have my twenty bucks or whatever?" And then it turns out that they had met the night before because, I guess you know she was you know pissed off about her husband again. Her yeah. husband just got married to, didn't show up yeah. for her honeymoon, so she got drunk and was playing blackjack, and I guess was causing a ruckus. I don't know. So then he like I guess bailed her out or did something I don't know. And that guy was that guy was named Kurt, played by Jason Tobias. That's Just right. To not Tobias as in like Arrested Development, not that Tobias. No, no, no. Not, but he not, did not, go not, on an airplane once and went to India, but that's a different story. Um, <laughs> Tobias Junke, yeah. Sorry, uh, we're all over the place today. Uh, <clears throat> Arrested Development now on Netflix. Yeah, that's awesome. Okay, wow. give us our money. Yeah, somebody pay us, please. No, I'm just talking. Um, <laughs> So um, they kind of start chatting or whatever, 
and you know they kind of hint at like maybe you know they might become an item because Mr. Benji, not the dog, is off doing his thing, you know, trying to give this woman the stupid fucking Genesis Seven code, which you know I don't know what Genesis One through Six was like, but apparently Seven was the big one. So yeah, and if um, in the wrong hands, it can destroy the world. Yeah, so let's make it. Because it could never get into the wrong hands. And, it, and I, f- I just find it funny that the word Genesis basically means to create. Yeah. Or the origination of something. But yet this in the wrong hands can destroy something. So it's the opposite of what it is. Well, yeah, but also the story of Noah is in the book of Genesis. Yes. And that was a story about literally destroying the world. That's to true. Recre- recreate. And I just wonder um, if it's so, called Genesis 7 because it took God seven days to, to create the I, earth. I don't think they were going for any kind of I just wonder if they were like, thinking that or I not. I mean, I'm not sure if Benji was like a religious. He didn't really seem like he was like a hardcore <laughs> religious dude. He was like, yeah, I'm going to do my Christian hacking. or God, that's that's like the worst thing ever. The Christian hackers organization. Christian hacking <laughs> is going to be part of the movie Terrorist Planet. Yes. It's a group of Christian hackers who who hack. Mm-hmm. But they don't cuss and they pray afterwards. Yes. So you know it's not like your normal hacky movie where there's mm-hmm. lots of cussing and there's lots of like. Drinking. And then they watch Fox News. Probably, statistically yes, but um. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> or uh, or the Seven Hundred Club. Yes. Anyways, um, the <laughs> apologies to all of your all of you. Yes. Um, Christians, all of your moderate Christians out there, yes, the good ones, yes, we the, the, we we love you, the good ones who stand up to the to the bad guys, yes. You know, I'm, I'm kind of doing a play on words here, how everyone's like, Muslims got they got stay they got speak out against the terrorists, you know, yes. That's why I'm doing it now to the, get it to moderate Christians, I'm yes. Like, oh, you, you know, the good ones. It's okay. I, I made my point. I'm I'm now being stupid and, and beating. So it, we'll get back more into this plot. Do you want to take a break here now, Matt? Yeah. It's, uh, yeah, we're like 20 minutes into the show already, so we'll be right back. Hi, folks. This is Michael E. Collin II from the podcast that you're listening to right now, along with manager Matthew Haas. You got promoted? Yes. Damn it. Okay, anyways, um, folks, uh, do you like the show Superstore? I don't know. I asked the folks, and nobody's answering well, me. Because they're not here. Oh, but we love damn it. it. Yeah, we love it, though. Okay, folks, if you like it as much as we do. You're really going to like the Super Story podcast, which is a podcast where Matthew and I go uh, episode by episode and give our little opinions and thoughts on it. Uh, Sometimes we have guests, sometimes we don't. Um, Just depends on how we're feeling. Yeah. And, uh, you know, so if you like this podcast and like our little crazy banter, then you should definitely check this out. Or I might get sad. And when I get sad, it gets pretty sad. So yeah, I can't deal with him when he's sad. Yeah, no one can really. So um, yeah. So, so check out uh, Super Story Podcast right here where you get this podcast, Super Story Podcast. Megazilgar's apprentice Udo Malaki comes from a family of dangerous, exciting casters. Hi, I'm Udo Malaki, and um, I do magic. Even if his ambitions only go as far as staying alive. You know, I was really hoping you were going to say something a bit more positive. Not exactly an ideal magus. Mm. You can hear Udo Malaki and his exciting adventures in the upcoming radio comedy, Magus Elgar. Visit MagusElgar.com to download your copy today. And we are back. All right. Those were some great ads. Yeah. They were good. Yes. I don't know what they were, but they were good. Me either, but they were great. 
I liked that one. Who knows? I mean, you know, maybe in the future they'll put an ad in there for uh, the 700 Club. <laughs> God. I hope not. <laughs> now on Freeform. Anyways, um, <laughs> give us money. Anyways, um, <laughs> oh, man. the um, so basically, there's this plane. I mean, if you've seen Speed, you know the plot. And um, <laughs> it's basically speed. So we don't don't even really have to tell you much, but we, yeah, we, we'll we tell will. You something. Yeah. <clears throat> so what happens next here, Matt? Okay, so they you know she starts getting kind of chummy with this dude, and um, and the the, the there's kind of like um there, there's friction between the two pilots, the co-pilot and the regular pilot. Now the the main pilot is he's of Middle Eastern um, descent, yes, and that becomes a thing too because um, the the people at the actual the people who actually do the like the air traffic or whatever she made some point like the pilot's Middle Eastern or something like that. Yeah, that's like uh, that. that's Cap- Captain um, Khalib, played by Moose Ali Khan, is the yeah. actor's name. Yeah. So and then like the the guy who's like. Um, you know, in charge of like the security, like the homeland security, or whatever. He's like, like, well, what, what if he is Middle Eastern? Does that matter? Type of thing. And she's like, oh, I don't know, blah blah blah, whatever type of thing. Yeah. So like, he's like kind of like the anti-prejudice dude that's in charge of yeah, and, the security and, stuff or whatever. Like. And he's actually played pretty well by uh, Adrian Paul. You mm-hmm. know, like I said, of Highlander. His name's Agent Coleman. Mm-hmm. Yes. You know. So. Yeah. So then they um, he's trying to figure out, I guess, like the situation because. At first, it's just that like they're not landing for whatever reason. They don't really know why. And then um, the the flight attendant, uh, I forgot her name. Oh, the Alex? flight flight attendant was named Alexis. That's right, Alexis. She's she's sitting down finally after like. So here's a funny thing. So like, she like during the beginning of the movie where like where they're actually on the plane, every single person is standing up on the plane when they're still in mid flight. And she's telling each person individually to please take their seats. After she does that and they take their seats, she goes over to the phone and she goes, everybody, please take your seats. Like that scene just did not happen of her for the past two minutes. Yeah. Of telling Usually if you tell everybody individually to do something, you don't have to then make an announcement to do it. Yeah. You know. And then, but every single person that was standing up, every single person on the flight was standing up. So so we have, we have intercoms at my at my work, you know, where we can speak on the loudspeaker in the store. I work in a retail place. I'm thinking that uh, the next time I, I want to find a manager, if they're standing near me and I'm looking for them, I'm then then just get on the speaker <laughs> after I see them and say, hey, so-and-so, I need your help. I'll get on there and I'll yeah. be like, hey, so-and-so, I need you in electronics or whatever, you know. Yeah. Um, Very passive-aggressive. Yes. Like, I just told you, but now I'm going to get on the... <laughs> So everybody knows. Everyone knows that I asked you two seconds ago. So um yeah, and 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 Alexis, by the way, is played by um, Jenica Olin is her name is the actress's name, and she's a Swedish born actress. So okay, so she she sits down with another steward steward, um, and they're talking or whatever, and she hears like this beeping sound, and at first she thinks it's like, oh, does nobody ever follow the rules or whatever? So she thinks it's like people are still on their electronics or whatever. Uh, then she kind of, she's searching for the beeping sound. Then she ends up, you know, tracking it to like this, 
this hidden little compartment or whatever. And then it, it's got. It was, like, it was in a. It was like a cart from. I think it was the food cart actually. Yeah. So yeah, she finds it in there, and then it says like a note on the on the device saying "play play this for the captain," and then she so she listens to it. And you, this is your favorite scene with the whole close up thing. It just goes on and on. Yeah. You want to explain that? Yeah. She, they. She picks up this uh, thing out of there, and she's reading it, and she's got this shocked look on her face, and they hold on it, and she keeps looking more shocked. It, it's it's like a. It's it's like out of a SNL sketch or something. Mm-hmm. It's just really. It's like they held on her way too fucking long. It was. It was like a super. And like, they didn't even really show us what the fuck the thing was that she was reacting to. So she's just reacting to it. And then she goes and shows the captain and tells them. So this this movie is very big on the telling and not showing instead of the showing and not telling that you're supposed to follow in filmmaking. Yeah. I. Well, it's they, like what I learned. First thing I learned in film school. They probably had a budget and they're like, well. We'll just give a shocked expression. It'd be, it'd be one thing if, if, like, they actually played the audio of the. Did they do that? I don't even think no. they even did that. So it's no, like, all, all the the only audio during that thing is like her kind of gasping, and then the uh, the other uh, steward. Um, he says he says something like "What's wrong?" or something yeah. like that at one point while she's doing that, and it's but it's not even like we don't see what she's right. reacting to. And plus, too, she was listening to an audio. It's like. You could have easily just played mm-hmm. the audio, which is weird though, because then they didn't play the audio later on. When they she did, yeah. The captain, it's like, yeah, that makes no sense. Whatever. And then, but I mean, you basically could have cut down those two scenes into one scene if you would have just had her go straight from there and um, saw the thing, kind of freaked out, and then went right straight to the captain and then played right. it. So then we all were in right. on the joke. But then, then again, the movie itself was still only an hour twenty six minutes long. Yes. with all of these other. So maybe they had to add a minute had, in here. It would have been like an hour long if they didn't. So so she she finds that and then she goes and tells the yes, captain. Yes, that that shocked look was for a half hour long. No, I'm, <laughs> I'm joking. Yeah, yeah, yeah that would have been hilarious. It just, <clears throat> so yeah, she shows the captains and then, like I said, um, the the co the co captain is like I guess like a hothead or whatever, and I guess they, there is some tension between him. Yeah, and that's J C played by Joe Chambrello. Cool. Yeah, they used his initials as wow. his character's That's name. Awesome. I just noticed that. Yeah. Okay, anyways. So JC's a hothead who got yeah. stuck as co-captain now, I guess. Or co-pilot, rather. Mm-hmm. Uh, co-captain? That's not even a real thing. But whatever. And, no, uh, but it works. <laughs> uh, and uh, he's... They didn't really explain what it was, but he said something like, I should have just kept my mouth shut or whatever. So he did something. And um, at one point... The captain makes him like leave for a while, so he goes splashes water on his face. He comes back, and he's he's like, you know, he acts like he's fine now or whatever. Everything's gonna be fine between them. No, I guess not. And then uh, <laughs> because later on, I forgot what happened, how it happened, but the later on, the, the 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 captain, the Middle Eastern guy, he leaves for some reason, and then JC locks him out of. The, yeah, he he the, left to go look on the plane for the bomb. Okay. Yeah, he was like searching the plane for the bomb on the directions of Adrian Paul's uh, Agent Coleman character. Okay. Yeah. So. So he locks. This is kind of later on in the movie too. He he locks him out, mm-hmm. and um, and so, you know, it's kind of like a mislead because we're thinking like, oh, is he is he a terrorist? Is he one of the bad guys here because he locked the captain. Now is he gonna like crash yeah. the plane like in Turbulence Three or some shit mm-hmm. like that when they crashed the plane and stole Kansas into a, or they're gonna. They were going to crash the plane into Stoll, Kansas, to unleash hell on Earth, but that's a whole other movie. Yeah, we'll anyway, we'll, we'll cover that someday. Yeah, yeah okay. Yeah. Um, so, 
Turns out it was a mislead that he's not actually a terrorist. He just wanted to lock the captain out for some reason. And um, yeah. And then he he uh, the um, stewardess um, Alexis um, hits him in the head with like a tray or something like that because she was for some reason he wanted her in the cockpit with him. Yeah. That's not any kind of like euphemism. Like, like you know, I'm not trying to be no. like. Cool no, they, they, no, they, there was a there, there's an FAA regulation that you have to have two people in the cockpit okay, just in case okay. something goes wrong. It, but. I don't know. Two, two personnel have to be in the cockpit. Okay. I don't. I, I'm pretty sure that is a is a thing, but I don't know what good a stewardess or a, or a you know a flight attendant as they're called now. I guess. Okay. Um. Yeah. <laughs> be more politically correct. Well, I called the other guy a steward. Yeah, I, I know. I, I was like, well, you know, the, yeah, the male. Yeah, I did too. But <laughs> yeah, but no. Um, the flight attendant, which can apply to both male and female right. and transgender and whatever. Right. Anyways, the um, he. Uh, yeah, they, they, I guess they have to have somebody in the cockpit, but I don't understand what good is a flight attendant. What is she going to do that? Because then they have another flight attendant later. He he sits in there like, and it's just like, yeah, what good are they doing? Because or maybe they're just there to make sure the captain doesn't fall asleep or something. I don't know what the fuck maybe, they're supposed but to. Do. They're already breaking rules anyway, so it's weird. Anyway, mm-hmm. so yeah, he uh, <clears throat> turns out he's not a bad guy. He's not a terrorist. He just. Wanda, I guess, like, teach his captain a lesson or whatever. So the captain finds his way back after she hits him over the head, hits JC over the head with a tray. Yeah. And she and lets him in. She, he lets him in, and he's like, the captain's like, you know, we're going to talk about this later on, but right now we just have to worry about getting everyone home safe and all this kind of stuff. You know, it's a pretty nice guy. So then, like, JC, he feels bad about what he did. So, like, he wants to, like, later on be a hero. And the yeah. they're running out of fuel because they're constantly just flying around. And so the so um, Adrian Paul's character is on another plane, and they're trying to latch onto that plane. Um, and right before, but right before that happens, um, JC's leaving the cockpit, and he says, "I'll be right back." <laughs> and if you've ever watched Scream or anything, you know the rules that uh, you know that that Jamie Kennedy's character pointed out. Um, if you say, "I'll be right back," you're not going to be right back, buddy. Mm-hmm. No, not usually. You know, they broke it in that movie, but that's different. Um, yeah. <clears throat> but yeah, yeah. Um, so uh, you can kind of see what happens next. He dies. Yes. He's you know, he's trying to hold on to something and he just gets blown, you know, whisked away or whatever. Mm-hmm. And she survives because she's down there with them and she warned yeah. them that it was too dangerous of a thing to do. And then she's like, how come nobody ever listens to me? You know, the rules exist for a reason. And I told them. That this would happen and, and blah 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 and stuff like that. But then she goes and breaks a rule right after that because I forgot what happened. Oh yeah, some some racist dude from Texas who has like a weird beard with like two stringy fucking things. Like he's, he's got like braided bra- braided strings coming down from his uh, beard and like you know braided yeah. hair, not strings, but yeah, hair. Like he thinks he's <laughs> Scott Ian from Anthrax or some shit like that. But like you know, Scott Ian's cool, so whatever. And uh, yeah. And um, <laughs> no, yes, yeah. But I'm just like I don't know. <laughs> I didn't go to the anthrax uh, way, but it well, does make sense now. Yeah. <laughs> the um, but yeah, he uh, the the racist guy thinks that uh, the captain is the mm-hmm. is the terrorist. Obviously, at one point, and he threatens him and stuff, and so it says, and, and um, the captain says, "I'm an American, just like you," and he's like. You're not just like me, you know. Yeah, like you might. As he well, doesn't really talk like that, but I just thought I. No, that you might as well just had a freaking, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. a fucking spittoon here for yeah. a tobacco to be like, <laughs> you know. But anyway, so like, and then like the he's about to like 
get aggressive with another flight attendant, and then that guy like just like he but he tries to throw a punch at him, and he just grabs his punch, and he's like. Unless you want to tell your beer belly friends how you got your ass kicked by a flight attendant or something like yeah. a Hollywood flight attendant or uh, yeah, a, a flight attendant from like West LA or something like that is what he said. Yeah, I can't yeah. remember. Yeah, <laughs> the um, yeah, but um, after uh, after CJ dies, JC, I mean not CJ, JC dies. <laughs> um, they can't get onto the plane because the plane starts flying on its own because the. There's the chick on the ground that Dominic Swain played, Juliet. Um, she was controlling the plane, I guess, from her uh, from her iPad or something. <laughs> yeah, I guess, there was some yeah. um, thing because she because she was getting anxious after a while. Is because it turned out that there was more than one terrorist. There was actually, well, we'll we'll get into that. There was another terrorist, and it was turned out to be the guy that was that. Um, yeah, um, but that that happens later, a little bit later okay, after the, well. after the after the after CJ falls off the plane. I mean JC. JC, I'm sorry. Why do I keep calling him CJ? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. That was that was uh, Pamela Anderson's character on Baywatch. Maybe oh, okay. that's why. Maybe that's why. I don't know. Yeah, um, <laughs> that was a little bit after he and then because that's when they find out that, um, you know, terrorist or whatever. I don't know. Type yeah. Thing. Um, yeah. Because this whole time Dominic Swain's been on the ground with Benji, um, trying to get him to uh, hurry up and put the um, the code on a on a flash drive. Yeah, and gonna pay him ten million dollars, and a plane ticket to Dubai for like a new identity, basically. Because yeah. it's gonna be, you know, made it look like he's the one that created or did it, or whatever did, bombed did, it. Yeah, and it's like my whole thing is like that's another thing too about this movie that's interesting. It's like I can understand like offering someone like five hundred thousand dollars or a million dollars, but it's like you already have all the cards in your favor already. Yeah. And you offer someone $10 million. Like they already can't refuse you anyway. So it's like, you might as well just order yeah, cause, like cause a dollar or five dollars. Yeah. I mean, you're, you're offering them $10 million, but you're awful. You're also um, saying, Hey, if you don't do this, I'm going to kill your wife. Pretty, pretty sure that money kind of doesn't matter at that point. Exactly. If, you, if you actually give a shit about your wife, it's like it's like the most generous terrorist I've ever heard in my life. Who's like, <laughs> "Hey, we're gonna kill your wife if you don't do this, but if you do do it, we're gonna give you ten million dollars." <laughs> like, who does that? <laughs> really? Like, it's a, of, it's it's like a bonus. It's, it's like a, a Christmas <laughs> bonus. You know, you did a good job <laughs> here, buddy. It's like a very well mannered terrorist, like a terrorist <laughs> plant. That's no. <laughs> so yeah. Um, <laughs> well-mannered terrorist it's true that's the sequel the terrorist plant yeah, it's the well-mannered terrorist. <laughs> or maybe it's the well-mannered terrorist plant it's the it's a plant that says thank you and please and stuff <laughs> anyways um <laughs> the uh so yeah we we end up finding out then eventually because of uh shit that's going down i can't remember the exact details but uh that kurt the uh guy who is actually he's also a uh He's he, like well, at least claims that he's a he's a he's a vet, a military vet, mm. and um, he has like this big duffel bag, this military style duffel bag, and uh, Donna finds uh, the bag and she opens it up because she at one point had found out that she wanted to get a uh, medicine for the dude for his PTSD, and he said no, you know, and the reason that he was trying to keep her away from his bag was that. Um, he had a parachute in there and then some kind of device that was jamming some, something that was causing something so they couldn't solve the issue. Mm. <laughs> I don't know. I didn't understand. They that. didn't really explain no. that. So, uh, but it was some kind of like jamming 
frequency jamming shit or whatever. Yeah. So we find out then that uh, basically Kurt is a terrorist. You know, the the, the, the war vet. So they, they flipped the script on us here. They got the war vet as the terrorist and not the Middle Eastern guy right. because they made you want to think that it was the Middle Eastern right. guy at first. Well, we don't even know if he's a war vet, too. He no, just he, he's just lying. But what, I'm, what yeah. I'm saying is the person who claims to be a war vet, right, right. they're flipping the script yeah. and making us realize he's the terrorist. So he um, he's about to jump off the plane <laughs> at one point, and he's... He's gonna take uh, he's gonna Don, take Donna with him. Yeah. He's got a he's got like a little shiv to her that he made to her neck or something. I think he made it. I don't know because it didn't look like a knife or anything. It looked like a no. He had a little Swiss Army knife. Was it a, oh, it was a Swiss yeah, Army. They knife. let him carry that on the plane. Oh yeah, which is interesting. Oh no, they'll let you carry shit on there that you don't even realize it sometimes because oh, really? they, they're so stupid. Oh okay, I know that. I carry I carried scissors on a plane like eight different times. Oh wow. I yeah, thought, I thought they were like really strict about that stuff. Now, yeah, I mean, my uh, scissors are not big, but they're like these little foldable scissors that that I use to cut things with when I need to, and that are on my keychain. And they didn't. Hmm. I don't know. I fl- I've, I've flown to Florida. I've flown to California with them. I've done everything. I don't know. Hmm. I'm not sure, but I mean, if if I open those up, and if you're listening, Homeland Security, <laughs> <laughs> next time I buy a plane ticket, you might want to confiscate my knife. My my uh, not knife. My uh, my, my my my. Uh, <laughs> You might want to confiscate my uh, scissors here because... Why do you want them to do that, though? I don't want them to. I'm just saying that I'd feel safer if they did that to other people. I know, but why would you then bring them on if you knew that you were going to be checked for them? I'm probably, not gonna, bring, I'm probably okay. not gonna bring them because every other time I brought them, I forgot I had them on oh, my okay, keychain because they're basically my keychain. Oh, oh they're okay, they're they're connected to my keys, and um, <laughs> okay, okay, but it's a it's a little foldable like you know bathroom scissors. That's all it is. So um, but I was able, but but if I open those up, it could be a dangerous weapon. I could probably stab some people. Yeah, with probably. Them. And he does stab the the um, flight attendant Alexis at one point. Yeah, because she was trying to help out Donna. Yeah, and then he stabbed her. Stabbed her, and then um, then, he, then what happens? Yeah, then yeah, then then the best part of the whole movie. Yeah, well, one of the best parts. Um, he, she gets loose from him, and he uh, Alexis Alexis tackles him. Her or yeah, it grabs her and pull, pull, pulls her off of him, and he um. He jumps off the plane with the parachute and then is pulled right into the engine or, or the or the whatever it is. What is so that? We, the, the, the big fiery part of the plane. Yeah, it was. And you got killed. Yeah. My question is, um, did he think that was not going to happen for some weird reason? So if he I, brought Donna with her... I don't know if it was because of the way he was pushed off the plane that caused it to go oh. that way because he, if, if he would have been controlling the jump himself he might have been able to avoid that oh okay well because yeah, okay. otherwise those doors wouldn't be located there because they are there for that oh, purpose right. you know for okay. jumping off the plane maybe just because he was like a shock at first what would happen yeah okay again though you know these terrorists in this movie are interesting because they're not very well at good at fighting it seems like no whatever so um he gets killed by just getting sucked to the engine and this is where the movie gets kind of weird for me because so she was supposed to be like meant as leverage sort of right yeah Donna's leverage there basically <laughs> but then we find out there's a third terrorist in the movie yeah and the, so the, I don't understand why she was trying oh. yeah go ahead no well you. Alexis turns out to be the third terrorist the yeah because because there's a point where everybody's uh supposed to go to the one side of the plane because they're gonna be be, be able to like land the plane and stuff but it turns out that Alexis wearing a wig the whole time is not really a flight attendant. 
Right. My question is though, is what was the what was the point of saving Donna from Kurt if if she was supposed to be leveraged anyway? What 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 would be the point of not allowing Kurt to take her because they're all working together? So what well, would be I the- think I think the whole thing was set up too. I don't think Kurt ever intended to take her. I think that they there was all part of the plan. Oh, okay. That because I'm I'm just assuming that Alexis and Kurt were in and in on it together. Okay. Unless they weren't, I don't know, but I'm just assuming that part of the plan was that they needed to keep her on the plane because she was the leverage of basically they still hadn't gotten the pl- the Genesis Seven plans from Benji, so basically they needed her to okay. be able to do that. So Kurt was like, what, going rogue and wanted to take all the money for himself or some weird well, shit, which they didn't explain. Either that or he was originally. Or, or, or when he was discovered, he's just like, oh, I'm going to jump off the plane and I'm going to take her. And then basically if, if he – maybe he was planning on taking her and if he would have kept her, he could have basically gotten all the money or he would have had the leverage at least to be able to still use her against uh, Benji. Right. I don't know. It wasn't really explained. <clears throat> it's weird, yeah. So I, I don't know, Matt. Um, so then, then what happens? Uh, yeah, Alexis reveals herself. Um, she's wearing a wig the whole time, and then she takes her wig off. And, and she's bald. Yeah. And she starts beating up on Donna. And uh, she wants, she demands the code again. And then Donna calls Benji, her husband, not the dog. And although it would be cooler if she... Here, Benji! Be, Here, Benji! It would be cool if she oh, called wait. the dog no. oh, Benji. Okay. <laughs> and basically, you know, they have this, you know, big thing where they're like, I'm sorry that we fought and we always agreed never to hang up angry on each other blah 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 and then and she's like i love you but you, you know you're gonna need to forgive me and he's like forgive me for what and it's like for not for not allowing you to save me and then she hangs up the phone then she starts fighting with donna i mean start sorry alexis and then she ends up like hitting her in the head with a was it a laptop oh yeah and then like totally like I think it was. Yeah, and it killed her, I guess. Yeah, the, the glass then... broke off into her head, and it was the the greatest CGI <laughs> shot of glass in somebody's head I've seen in a movie in probably uh, this past 24 hours. Yeah, or an hour even. Yes. Oh, and also, too, before that, so I forgot, because the reason why Benji was able to call her is because he stabbed, um, um, what was her name, in the eye? Oh, um, um, Juliet, um, Dominic Swain's character. Yeah, yeah, he stabbed Juliet in the eye, well, I guess supposedly, because when she got up, she just had blood around her eye, but you could still see her eye, so I don't know. And then he shot her after she told him that, that you know, the plane was destined to blow up anyway, no matter what type of thing. Which, again, though, why give him the money? It just it seems like... They just have money to throw around? Like, I don't understand. If they like, were actually what... ever planning to give him the money, who knows? Maybe they were going to kill him before they gave him the money or just saying that know. they're going to give him the money because we didn't. We never got to that point, so who knows? It's the way she was acting, her acting style made it seem like she was just, like, very literal person. I don't know. Anyway, so then he shoots her, and then she falls, like, 500 feet onto the floor, hits her head on fucking marble floor. I'm going yeah, to repeat yeah. that for a certain reason. A marble floor. Yeah, not 500 feet, but, like, 20 feet maybe onto the ground. <laughs> I'm exaggerating. Because yeah. it's, still, it's still a long jump yeah. from marble floor. Marble floor. Okay. Yeah. And um, then he calls Donna, and then that's when the whole thing happens, and then um, I forgot what happened in what happened after that, but um, so all the three terrorists now are gone or gone, assumedly, assumedly dead. <laughs> and they uh, 
there's a then they have the the plane lands, you know, all safe and everything. Really fast though. Oh yeah, this was ridiculous. This plane yeah. like hard braked and it took like 5 seconds to stop. Yeah. I I don't, I don't know. It doesn't seem right. Physically impossible for a plane to stop that fast, I think. I don't know. And then, um, I mean, I wouldn't know. So, you remember the other line that the guy said, breeding a mule with a dog? That's the other thing I wrote down. Oh, yeah. He was saying about how hard it was going to be to solve the problem, that it was going to be as hard as breeding a mule with a dog. Mike. This this was Adrian Paul's character, by the way, the same guy that said the, uh, you know, that's like a, it's as useful as a pogo stick in quicksand. Yep. Which I do love that line, though. I'm going to start using that. I'm going to just start walking up to people that I find useless and be like, you know, you're about as useful as a pogo stick in quicksand. Mm-hmm. I probably won't because I'm not that mean. But anyways, um, the, uh, <laughs> the, um, so, so the, oh yeah, the, the, the big, uh, the big anthrax, uh, racist guy. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the big anthrax. <laughs> <laughs> he, um, he apologizes to the captain and says, you know, you're what, what does he say, Matt? You liked this line. Oh, because I, I predicted the line. Yeah. He's like, you're right, though. You're not like me. You're bitter. And like, I knew exactly he was going to say. And then they hug. Yeah. I mean, he doesn't he didn't even sound like that. But yeah, I'm making up. And that's the other thing, too. So he he, he made this, this line in the beginning because everyone was getting pissed off about not landing. Mm-hmm. He's like, I'm supposed to be at some it's at a, well, yeah, it's, it's at the Rose Bowl game. And I got money on this. It's 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 like Texas versus UCLA yeah. at the Rose Bowl. And by the way, they go by the Rose Bowl at one point in yeah. the movie, and there's no cars in the parking lot. <laughs> it's like, apparently, no one but cares. but the Rose Bowl is going on, like which is like the <clears throat> one of the biggest, one of the biggest football games of the year. Yeah, and like the whole stadium is like pretty much empty. Like, so I'm thinking racist dude bought all the tickets. Maybe, yeah. yeah. <laughs> And it's like he had. He's like, I have money on this. Okay, but just because you have money on something doesn't mean you have to physically be there to no, win or you, lose. If, like, if, if if you win, you still are going to get your paid out. I don't understand why he needed to be there to win. I don't know. Yeah. And then uh, maybe he thought that if he was physically there, he'd be able to encourage the team. I don't know. And, uh, yeah, you know, give his team luck or something. I don't know. But well, um, these these sports yeah. guys, they got um, ritualistic. Well, yeah. And, and, I mean, I, I, I've, so. I've known guys that are like, you know, fans of a football team or a basketball team and they won't wash their underwear for a week and stuff. And I'm just like, uh, okay. if you're on the team, I understand the superstition bullshit, you know, kind of, you know, I don't even get it then. But, you know, it, it's kind of like the whole thing where people are like, you know, we're going to win this week. And I'm like, okay, so are you the point guard? What are you? Right. Um, no, we, you're, you're we, not on the fucking team. <laughs> we did this. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So he apologizes and then hugs him and then all this kind of shit. And then um, what was I gonna say? Oh yeah, because like, there was like this like, like kind of like rich old lady that was like you know high class, and, yeah. Like was always complaining about stuff like the lavatory is filthy mm-hmm. or whatever type of thing. And then so like at the end, there's like this weird scene. Maybe I'm looking too much into it. I don't. Well, know. well, there was a scene before that. Before the weird scene at the end. Okay. There was a scene where they were about to die. They thought they were gonna die, and she asks this. Uh, this um, young African-American um, steward or uh, flight, flight attendant. attendant asks him to sit with her and hold 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 her hand because she doesn't want to die alone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I so forgot. that sets up this scene. Okay, I forgot about that. Yeah. And then that's, that's the guy that, that blocked the punch from racist yeah. Texas guy. So mm-hmm. anyway, so so they get out the plane and then he's like, I'm going to need a drink or whatever. And then and, – and because she said something like – he's like, well, I'm – 
I was like, well, I forgot what she said. Oh, I'll, she I'll, says something like, okay, I'll buy you a drink or oh, something. Oh, it's, or... It's, 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 it's like, oh, she says something, you know, yeah, I could go for a drink or something like that. And, 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 and says something like, oh, are you, are, are, are you buying me a drink? Yeah. You know, to her. And then, and then she's like, she's like, what'd she say? Like, I'll, I'll buy you the, after what we've been through or whatever, what we've been through or what you did, I'm, I'll buy you the whole bar. And then, yeah. I, of course, what I said afterwards, yes. not very good. I'm like, then we're going to fuck afterwards. <laughs> yes. So I'm going to say, because she had like she this, totally... she had this look on her face. Yeah, like she, she basically was, had this look like. Like, very confident, like, I'm going like, to bang this dude. Like, 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 I'm about to be your sugar mama here. You know? Exactly. <laughs> like, I don't know. Then, it's like, I'm going to buy you a bar. A bar. And then. <clears throat> We're going to fuck. Uh, and by yeah. buy you a bar, I don't mean I'm going to buy you every drink in a bar. I'm actually going to physically buy you a bar. Property. Yeah. You're now a business owner. Like, and, and then he's just like, I don't want that kind of responsibility. You know, I'm joking. No. <laughs> no, that didn't happen. Yeah. Okay. So um, anyway, so that's how basically then there was a surprise little scene at the end. <clears throat> oh, yeah. That's right. Because Donna and, and Benji kiss or whatever. Yeah. And then at the very end, there's like this dude in like a. Like a really fancy looking hotel area or whatever, and he yeah, it looks like, like a, it looks like like he's like in Monte Cristo or somewhere, yeah, he's somewhere. you know, some, yeah. And he's on his computer doing something, and then, um, oh, um, what's her name? I keep forgetting her name now. Um, Juliet. Juliet um, shows yeah. up, and she's got an eye patch now, a diamond studded eye patch, which which she didn't even need because her eye wasn't actually popped out from being no, stabbed. Whatever. But, okay. Anyway, so well, maybe she's still one blind. Who knows? Who you know, knows? Yeah. yeah. So then she's like. Are you so and so, blah blah blah, or whatever? And then he's like, "What?" And he's like, "You are going to make one of two choices in the yeah. next." That's what she said to Benji in the beginning. Yeah. So and then the so credits again, roll. So she survived getting stabbed in the eye, shot in the chest, and falling twenty feet onto a marble floor, hitting her head. She's apparently made of steel because I think I would die if I fell yeah. head first on the marble floor. I mean, I, I mean, I, I believe some of this stuff in like superhero movies and shit, but sometimes I'm like. Even but then. she's not even a superhero. No, that's what I'm she's saying. But this this isn't a superhero yeah, movie. Right. She's just some you know, regular woman. If this was Avengers Grimm, maybe, maybe. I believe. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, apparently there's a third person that has the code to Genesis Seven. Yeah. And I guess that's supposed to build up to the sequel. Maybe they're maybe Fast they're trying to make a sequel. Too. Yeah. God. Maybe they will. I don't oh, know. Oh God. But you see, I mean, and overall, this movie wasn't as bad as I thought. No, it, would it be. was actually enjoyable to yeah. watch a little bit. <laughs> yeah. So. um... I don't know what. Let's uh, take another break here, Matt, and then we'll come back with some uh, Internet Movie Database reviews of this film. And uh, that's it. Okay, we're going to be right back. Cool. Hey, folks, this is uh, Michael E. Cullen II um, from the podcast that you're listening to right now, along with Matthew Haas. We just wanted to tell you about our great, great podcast Super. called Super. It's called All Too Real. And on that show, what what do we do, Matt? We we watch biopics, and then we talk about whether or not the movie matched up with the real story or not. So we, we it was a lot we, more exciting than that, though. Yeah. Right? So 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 we we analyze the real story and the real story. Get it? Get it? Real. You know? Yeah. They're, they're spelled differently, yeah. folks. You can guess which one I said which way. Uh-huh. Anyways, um, so uh, sometimes we have guests, sometimes we don't. Um, but we uh, talk about great, great, uh, great movies like uh, Shattered Glass yes. and The Social Network and. Uh, a futile and stupid gesture, among others. Um, those are some of the ones that we've covered so far, and uh, we're going to cover a lot more. So uh, please uh, subscribe on Stitcher, um, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, wherever you uh, find your great, fun podcasts. And be sure to share it with your friends. Do it. Do it. Do it.
and make sure you're not afraid to get all too real. Bye-bye. Okay, and we are back. Welcome. Welcome back. Hoping welcome back. Okay, anyways, um, this is... <laughs> welcome back. Uh, Carter. And welcome back, Carter. Carter, yeah. Right. yeah. So, uh, ready for some uh, amazing reviews here from the Internet Movie Database here, Matt? Sure. Okay, this is uh, for uh, the Fast and the Fierce. Okay, this is a 10 out of 10 review. Despite all these review, <laughs> this is a TSTS Salesforce is the name of the person commenting here. I give it a 10. I can I can tell why people are so pissed as this movie displayed white people as terrorists. Who's we are, pissed off at that? I don't know. I'm not <laughs> sure. That's why I find this funny. We are so used <laughs> to see other group as terrorists. Kudos to the director and producer who tried to bring something different in the table. Well, at least he's making a good point. He is making a great point, but his grammar is not It's great. usually the other side who thinks yeah. the other way that doesn't spell I know. Right, so it's kind of weird. Yeah, and there's to... no capitalization in this either. It's like, great to watch. I would say all racists should take a lesson from this movie. Good points. I'll give him that. Maybe he's... Maybe not, he's foreign. Maybe, yeah, maybe he's not yeah. even, um, you know, English as a first language. Okay, let's see here. We've got, uh... See, when it's when someone on my side, I'm going to make excuses for Yeah, them. no, I'm... But when it's the other <laughs> side, I'm like, fuck you. <laughs> Here's another one with a different point of view. <laughs> this is from The Black Lizard. Okay. It's a 5 out of 10 star. Not one star terrible. Despite the one star reviews given by other reviewers, this film has entertainment value. The acting in CGI isn't terrible. I've certainly seen far worse. What this film does suffer from is liberalism. <laughs> okay. Like every recent film, which unfortunately come from the left more often than not, it's used as a propaganda platform with the same repetitive tropes. Typical of leftist projectionism, projection, projectionism, every white person who is on the screen at any time is, of course, racist, evil, greedy, corrupt, cowardly, suffering from anger problems. Uh, the Middle Eastern pilot and the black and gay Asian cabin crew are the only good guys. I'm pretty sure Adrian Paul is white. He was good. So it's weird. He talks the, about leftist projectionism, but he himself is, is projecting, projecting because, because he, he's hyper-focused on the race of every individual yes. who's a good or bad guy. This is ridiculous. So if, if you're yeah. the one that's so focused on race, but yet you're saying that the left is focused on race, you're doing the very same thing that you're saying that the left is doing. Well, yeah, but, but I'm pretty but, sure that Agent Coleman is a white dude. He might be foreign, but he's a white I don't know. dude. And Benji is white. Benji's white. I don't know about his girlfriend, but whatever. Um, yeah, I mean, she, she was kind of hard to pin down her nationality, unfortunately. And that's the um, whole point of and, terrorism is that, like, you you want to you want to be low key. You don't yeah. want to be noticed. That's the reason why the Middle Eastern terrorists nine eleven uh -huh. weren't dressed as quote unquote stereotypical Muslims wearing no. like robes and stuff like that because that would. Put yeah. eyes on them so they're like no we're gonna wear quote-unquote western clothing so that 
we won't be as noticeable. So your argument is actually um, double wrong because if you want to, oh, be they a do ter- talk about Benji here. Oh, oh, but if okay, you want to be yeah. a terrorist now, being uh, a white guy is actually the greatest thing at all because everyone's going to be like, oh, it's just some white dude, whatever, cool, you know. And then you get to go blow up the, you know. You know, whatever. I don't know. The blow up the thing. The thing, you know. Mm-hmm. So and it says, and of course, the only white person who isn't completely evil. Again, Adrian Paul is white, and so is the guy helping him, and so are other people in the fucking movie that are good. Maybe he doesn't think Italian people are white. I don't yeah, know. I guess knowing so. This, knowing this guy, probably yeah. Doesn't, so and and it's like, it says, and of course, the only white person who isn't completely evil is a cafe dwelling hipster. With a laptop, but even he is painted as having a gray moral code. No, he wasn't. And he... skipping out on his own honeymoon. That's nothing to do with a gray moral but, code. But, that's... but my thing is, is right now, there's like, oh, a cafe-dwelling hipster with a laptop. Like? Like, all people who have laptops and hang out in cafes... Right. <clears throat> That are hipsters are and, and so hipsters are usually linked with the left. So that's exactly. why, he's, yeah. Anyways, you know, he, he's got all the stereotypes. Yeah, of his exactly. opponent side because he's on the other side, like a mm-hmm. dumb right wing moron. But whatever. It says if you can look past the inherently racist socialist propaganda. <laughs> okay. Obviously, you can't. You fucking. It's dolt. asylum, dude. Obviously, I, you can't. The black lizard. Um. Anyways. <laughs> yeah. Why does he call himself the black lizard? He should yeah. be the white lizard. Whatever. Yeah, that's racist. Know. Anyways. Um. <laughs> If you can look past the inherently racist social propaganda, then um, this uh, then then this is a good film for a lazy afternoon, reminiscent of the aeroplane emergency type films from the eighties. Except those movies were also oh my god yeah. <sighs> See, this is the problem again with the right wing. I know we're not a political channel, but I, oh, can't, I, know. We I can, can't help myself. We can still this do is the it. problem yeah. with the right wing is that they don't understand, for the most part, again, there's there's an exception that proves the rule, but for the most part, they don't understand how satire and sarcasm works. Yeah. They, they think that just insulting someone is sarcasm. It's not the same thing. Sarcasm can include insults, but it's that's not just – the two words aren't the same meaning, Right. And so they don't understand even when they themselves are being punked. Like so like they're like, yeah, the emergency in the aeroplane, I'm like, those move those were like that's that kind of humor is Well more... no, he's not talking about air airplane, like, know, like but, yeah, but like, no, but he like said the emergency though, that was kind of like a well, the, cheesy he, like he's talking about the, the emergency airplane move aeroplane movies. Not oh, okay. like not movies called that. He's just talking about movies oh, from okay, the Okay, because there was actually was a show called Emergency. Yeah, that was like, like in the seventies. It was like though. a cheesy kind of show. Yeah. Well, that's what I thought he was talking no, about. No, he's talking about the the the, the airplanes with an emergency oh, okay. sort well, of like you know, like turbulence right, well, and stuff whatever. like that. I guess yeah. I misunderstood uh, in like, whatever. In like, you know, airport seventy whatever. Yeah. Anyways, um the uh yeah, because that's not how it was written. It wasn't written as those were the titles. So, and this guy actually had decent grammar in his thing. Um, so the next one is a one out of ten. You want to hear this one, Matt? Yeah. Okay. So, it's by play to play to by play play to by play p l a y t o b y p l a y one out of ten. What did I watch? There are no cars in this movie. I didn't see a single car. Saw the interior of a car and like half a fire truck, but nothing that took me for a bumpy ride, as the poster says. Um, Airspeed should have been the title, which it was originally. This movie was useless like a pogo stick in quicksand. 
Grappling hooks, bald chicks, racism are all in this movie. So, got something against bald chicks? (laughs) Probably. (laughs) Oh, God. Okay, here's another uh, 90 minute... Uh, another uh, another review. It's called 90 Minutes of My Life Wasted." It's a one out of ten. Oh come on! By David Mantle. Um, truly a desire, a dire waste of time. 90 minutes of my life I shall not get back. I should have realized from reading the synopsis that it would be a very poor copy of Speed. Both the acting and the science effects. What are science effects? Leave a lot to be. I think he meant special effects. Leave a lot to be desired. Science effects? Yeah. <laughs> yes. Not sure if even watching this film whilst drunk, whilst W-H-I-L-S-T. Dude, this movie was hilarious sober. I'm pretty sure it's even better. Yeah. Whilst drunk would make any difference to the overall experience. Yes. And seven out of seven people found that helpful. Um, <laughs> oh, boy. Piece of shit. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, it's the best movie of all time. I'm saying it right now. Matt. Better than Endgame. Better than Endgame. Highlander Endgame? Both. Highlander Endgame is better than Endgame. And this is better than that. So So you know what that tells me? What? Any movie with Adrian Paul is better than a Marvel movie. Yes. Do you want to die on this? It's better than Howard and Duck. Howard the Duck. That was was a really hard movie to top. Yes. By the way... Do you um, want to die on the Adrian Paul cross? Yes. Okay. <laughs> um, it reminded me, um, you know that show Legends of Tomorrow? Yes. You know the episode of George Lucas when they're trying to make him go back to film school or whatever? Yeah. And then they're like arguing over like which movie to watch first because um, Nate likes like the Indiana Jones movies and, and um, um, what's Ray likes, Ray Star, likes Wars. The Star Wars movies. So they're arguing yeah. and then, and then um, Vixen, not Vixen, is it? Is it Vixen? Yeah. It's her, but it's like the older version, the grandmother. Yeah. She's like, this one sounds like a cute one. Something called Howard the Duck. And they're both like, no. <laughs> <laughs> that was great. Yeah. <laughs> That's a great show. Yeah. That show's so funny. Yeah. Um, Unlike Howard the Duck. Anyways. Yep. <laughs> so I think I got more laughs out of this movie than I did Howard the Duck, honestly. Oh, yeah. This movie's great, actually. Yeah. Like, you want to ask if like if I recommend this movie. Yeah, I definitely recommend yes. watching this movie. Yeah, I do, too. I think we need to watch more Asylum films. Yeah. And um, if you're listening to this and you would like us to watch more Asylum films, please comment on our Facebook page or wherever and let us know that you want us to watch more Asylum films. Right. And if you give us a million dollars, you get to choose which movie we review. So. Yes. Only a million dollars. Yeah, only a million dollars. But you know what? What? If you don't give us the million dollars, we're going to kill your wife. Whoa. Wait, that's not how it works. <laughs> We're not terrorists, no, right, man? No, I forgot. Not, I'm confused. Okay. <laughs> just just making sure. Because only white, Christian, uh, heterosexual, cisgendered men are terrorists now. And since I'm not a Christian, therefore, I can't be a terrorist according to the liberal, leftist, socialist uh, agenda, communist agenda, whatever you want to call it. I can't either. So... Because, yeah, so we're, since so we're, we we can't, according to that guy, since the liberal agenda controls the world now, we're not terrorists because we don't fit that, the, you know, the, the just the, the oppressed. Maybe that's the, just, the, that's, the, I oppressed think that's, white men, the oppressed, the oppressed 
heterosexual white men. Maybe that's just in um in media though. Maybe in oh. the real I think what they're saying is oh. that in the real in world In the real world where people spit tobacco and spittoons and and scrape dog shit off their boots because they've been farming all day long or I don't know. I'm just trying <laughs> I've got nothing against farmers. I'm just were, were, were they farming in a no, in, 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 like, in a dog you, shit field? You know how they? Act, I'm just like, joking. Like they, they they glorify the farm life more than people who actually farm themselves. Oh, I know. Like that's, I'm not making fun of farmers. I'm making no. Fun it's of it, the it, people it's, who, it's it's like the like, whole uh, the whole the whole country is. It is that um, it's like the people who actually live like that yeah. aren't even that obnoxious about it because no. guess what? They're actually living the life, not talking about it. Yeah. And whereas people who always glorify things that they're not they just they talk about it so much yeah. like it's yeah it's like the it, it's it's like the people that glorify gangster life when they're not even a gangster exactly stuff, you like, know? Yeah, yeah. from the streets like no you're from a cul-de-sac that's where yeah. you're from <laughs> it's like you know it's kind of it always reminds me of the whole thing where uh where uh john i think it's john peters told uh told kevin smith when they were working on a superman script he's like you know you get me because you're from the streets and kevin's like <laughs> I'm not from the streets. I'm from a street. Right. Um, <laughs> I'm from the streets. There reminded me. Do you remember? There was an episode of the Dave Chappelle show where they did a wife swap um, sketch. Oh yeah, I remember that. And, like, the kids, like you know, the white kids, like listening to Fifty Cent, and like Dave Chappelle is just like walking by with like a cigarette, just like hanging out of his mouth. They're like, what? Hey, what are you listening to? He's like, it's the new Fifty Cent. I'm from the streets. He's like, so then he just takes them. It's like a really rough neighborhood. He's like, all right, here's the streets. <laughs> go, go sell crack. I think that's big here. Or whatever, it just drives off. Yes. <laughs> oh, great. Uh, I miss that show. Yeah, Anyways, too. um, so yeah, I think I would recommend this movie too, though. I yeah. I found it I found it enjoyable in the sense that it was bad but also kind of slightly unpredictable in certain points which is kind of weird mm-hmm. yeah because at like, one point i think i thought everybody was a terrorist like you didn't know who they even and then at one point i thought nobody was a terrorist right which is weird i i thought that kurt was at first i, I pretty much he was, thought he was from the he beginning was too helpful but yeah but I, I didn't I didn't see Alexis. Yeah. Because Alexis kept played it really good. You know, if I wrote this, I would have made Donna the terrorist. Ooh. Wait, she's gonna threaten to kill her so, what? I would I, I, I would have made it that she was wow. like she married she married Benji for the whole wow. fact of trying to get this and then make him think he's gonna kill his wife, wow. but she was basically it was a whole long actually, long con. That's a better Yeah, I idea. think that would have been a better idea. That's what I would have done. Maybe you should do that for part two. Yes. Um make it about um what did I just do here with my phone okay whatever um yeah i ruined something I, I... okay yeah yeah i i think that's what i would do with the sequel or or if, if i were to write this movie that's what i would have done with this movie i would have made donna the freaking yeah. but you got to have the happy kiss at the end <sighs> yeah you know just, what i would have done like i would have not killed uh jc and had him and the pilot make yeah. out at the end okay well but then I'm a liberal. That's right, because that, that, <laughs> that of course just plays right into the liberal agenda. See, see, part of the liberal agenda is that everything is reversed now. So if you're homosexual, that's great. You're, you're doing God's work. But if you're heterosexual, you, you're just close next to Satan himself right now. See, everything's backwards now in my mind because I look at the whole world as a giant conspiracy, and I'm drunk right now. Woo-hoo! Um, anyway. <laughs> so, folks, um, be sure to subscribe to our show <laughs> like us on uh, and, uh facebook and all that stuff you could complain about me too because i'm i'm the i'm the wild card here that 
Oh no, it's the, fine. You're 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 the Charlie of this group. You know, you're the, the wild card of like it's always sunny in Philadelphia. Oh god, you're the Charlie. Um, <laughs> he's the wild card. Yeah. Anyways, <laughs> that's why I when I think a wild card, I think of him. <laughs> so um yeah. No, it, it you're you're fine, Matt, because I think we're all thinking the same things. Yeah. I think most of society right now is thinking that there are these thoughts that people just don't want to admit to the fact that they're fucking racists. Yep. Yep. And so they try to twist it around to be that, oh, it's the, it's the liberal media trying to cool, cool, change everything. And, you know, the liberal media wants to get me and, and take away my white rights. Yeah. Yeah. They're going to make me divorce my white wife. They're going to either force me to get married to, uh, uh, sorry, uh, black, we can't say that word anymore, uh, a black woman or a white husband. Can't, can't be, can't, you know, can't be, so I got to make a choice, basically. Maybe so, an Asian husband. Maybe, I don't maybe, know. I don't know. Uh, you know. So, you yeah. know, that that's, that's that new society, you know, just get prepared, get ready for it. We can't do nothing about it. We voted for Trump. He, we thought he was going to. He was gonna make us on top again, but he's not doing much. So, and 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 if you'd like to hear more of this podcast, which we're <laughs> going to call "Mark and Matt Talk Like This," and um, it's gonna be <laughs> just let us know <laughs> and make sure you subscribe. Um, also, uh, we we do have um, we do have some cool uh, T-shirts now on our T Public, which I'll link below in the description of this episode. Um, you can get some nice little direct from hell shirts and different <laughs> things like that that uh, we designed recently, as well as some Cullen Park shirts and just some all too real two shirts and shirts for our other podcasts. Um, shirts for every occasion. Yes. Yes. There won't be any shirts that say um, white pride or anything like that. Just letting you know. No. 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 Maybe liberal agenda. Maybe we should make that a and spell it with a J instead of a E. We should. Ooh, we, and you put like a little star David above the J because, like, you know, for them, they, you know, that's it's pretty much a shorthand for Jewish. You know, they're gonna be like, you know, the, the liberals, wink, wink. You know, New it, York City bagels, New pastrami York. sandwich. If, you know what I'm getting? At. If you would like that, no, folks, no, please, don't do that. please don't let us know don't because we're not gonna do that. No, we're not gonna. No, we're not gonna do we're that. We're not gonna put a star David no. over. No, we're not. The, the letter J. No, we're not. No, we're not. We're not. I don't know if you heard me, but we're not. No, we're not doing that. <laughs> So, anyways, um, this has been fun. Yes. Um, so, uh, yeah, be sure to go out and see Fast and Fierce, the yep. Fast and the Fierce, yes. I'm sorry, from the Asylum. And, if, and like I said, if you want us to do more Asylum flicks, please let us know. We promise to uh, find all of the liberal agenda within those films. <laughs> all right. Bye. Thank you. Bye. Thanks for listening to All Too Real 2 Podcast, a Cullen Park production. Produced and edited by Michael E. Cullen II. Music by Matthew Haas. Subscribe and share the show. Visit us at CullenPark.com.